is raped by deception. A big one. Mm. <laughs> a big one. Yeah, mm. so rape by deception occurs when the perpetrator gains the victim's agreement through fraud. Mm. This fraud can be fraud of hate, fraud <laughs> of like impersonation, because apparently, yeah. apparently there was actually a case one time that the imp- the fraud was that the guy acted like he was a police officer or something, and it was like you're not this, and that was why she slept with him. That's why the lady gave him consent. Because she thought he was something else. And he did go to jail for that. So yes, rip by deception. Happy New Year. Okay, so first I want to have like I want to put as a disclaimer. Sorry, I haven't uploaded an episode in a while, but now I'm back. So please show me love by giving your reviews, sharing, and reposting and whatnot, just everything. But I hope you guys are good anyways. So today we have like a really exciting topic, and I'm I'm super excited. And I have two guests with me today that are going to help me get into it. So if you guys would just introduce yourselves, telling me what your name is, what you do, and one thing you need people to leave in 2020, starting with, um, who should start first? Okay, let the Hi. ladies start first. <laughs> Hi, I'm Oma. I am an activist. I'm also a designer. Um, one thing Ooh. I want people to leave in 2020 is toxicity as a trend it shouldn't be it should not be a trend yeah okay hi guys this is uh, ibrahim i am i'm an author i'm a podcaster to leave uh too ambitious in 2020 just understand things early by the flow yeah Okay. Okay. Um, as you guys know, I'm Tenanaya, your host. Um, <laughs> what is it about? You already know me now. What's all this? You guys know me. Um, one thing I do think we should leave in 2020, though, like negative energy. Like I feel like people need to like social media, especially has a lot of bad vibes. Like we go there to relax. We go there to like just chill and then you get there and there's so much negative energy so i think we need to just leave that in 2020 like only good vibes like 2020 was enough bad vibes please only good vibes in 2021 but yeah with that being said let's get into it so the topic of today is rape Okay, yes. So it's not very deep, but I promise we're going to break it down. It's going to be a chill episode because I mean, everybody here is good vibes, so it's going to be calm. So first, we need to like explain the con, like the basic concept, and like anybody that doesn't have an understanding, I'm just going to break it down. But um, if anyone doesn't know what rape is, rape is a type of sexual assault, usually involving sexual intercourse or other forms of sexual penetration 
carried out against a person without that person's consent. The act may be carried out by physical force, coercion, abuse of authority, or against a person who is incapable of giving valid consent, such as one who is unconscious, Mm. incapacitated, has an intellectual disability, or is below the legal age of consent. Okay, so for anything to be done, <laughs> for anything to be done to curb the number of incidences, we first must understand the various forms of rape. And uh, rape has different forms. I think I think most people don't understand when we say, okay, someone has been raped because if it's not the clean cut, they beat you and raped you, or they drugged you and raped you, it's not rape. No, but rape comes in like a whole ton of like a myriad of forms, yeah. And so I'm just going to outline the like major ones that kind of relate to what we're talking about today. And so the first and the most common amongst all the types of rape is acquaintance rape. Also known as date rape. Yep. I know that's right. So acquaintance rape can occur between two people who know one another, usually in social situations between people who are dating as a couple and have had consensual sex in the past. <laughs> Key. So let's please, can we point out the fact that if someone has given you consent in the past, does not mean the consent is for life. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. And then um, also between people who are just friends, between people who are starting to date and between acquaintances. They include rapes of co-workers, schoolmates, family, friends, teachers, and other acquaintances. Like Oma said, it's also known as date rape, but date rape is particular, like, it particularly has to do with drugs, like when the assault or the sexual assault is drug facilitated. Now, there's also gang rape. I think that kind of, you know, is self-explanatory, but still, this occurs when a group of people participates in a rape of a single victim, and then this rape involves two or more violators, usually at least three. So, yeah. And then there's spousal rape, also known as marital rape, wife rape, husband rape, partner rape, or intimate partner sexual assault. And this is rape between a married or de facto couple without one spouse con- one spouse's consent, actually. So spousal rape is considered a form of domestic violence and sexual abuse. Although in Nigeria, it isn't actually a crime. Like under Nigerian laws, it's not a crime, but in other countries, it is. Now there's child rape. This is the rape of a child and is a form of child sexual abuse. Now, when committed by another child, usually older or stronger or adolescent, it is called child-on-child sexual abuse. So, yes, that does happen. But whenever it's committed by parents or other close relatives, such as grandparents, aunts, and uncles, it's also known as incest and can result in serious and long-term psychological trauma. And now, for the one that hits home, statutory rape. Not a particular type of rape. I don't think... I think half of this country does not actually understand this type of rape. <laughs> they don't know it. They don't know it. Okay, so now let's explain. Um, statutory rape is any sexual contact. Any. Any at all. Not necessarily <laughs> just penetrative sex. Any sexual contact with an individual that is referred to as a minor. Even if he or she agrees to or initiates the sexual activity. 
the offense is often based on the fact that people under a certain age do not have the capacity to give consent which they don't because i mean if you're under the age of consent if you go to the hospital and you say you need a particular injection or whatever then you need like an adult even if you're yes, 17 you need your, or your parents baby, you need your parents oh, or a guardian nice. because you're under the age of consent so the age of consent in different countries vary but in nigeria it is 18 However, certain provisions allow persons younger than the age of consent to actually engage in sexual activities if the age difference between the partners is small, especially if they're both minors. So, like, these are called closing age exemptions. So, if one of the partners is 18 and the other is, like, 17, it's still fine. It's not that bad. Okay. So, yes, then there is rape by deception. A big one. Mm. A big one. Yeah. So rape by deception occurs when the perpetrator gains the victim's agreement through fraud. Mm. This fraud can be fraud of age, fraud (laughs) of like impersonation. Because apparently, apparently there was actually a case one time that the the fraud was that the guy acted like he was a police officer or something. And it was like, you're not this. And that was why she slept with him. That's why the lady gave him consent. Because she thought he was something else. And he did go to jail for that. So yes, rape by deception. Okay, and then there's corrective rape. Corrective rape is targeted rape against non-heterosexuals as a punishment for violating gender roles. It's a form of hate crime against LGBTQ individuals, mainly lesbians, in which the rapist justifies the act as an acceptable response to the victim's perceived sexual or gender orientation and a form of punishment for being gay. So yeah, there's a myriad of other types of rape, like revenge rape or war rape or serial rape, which are all pretty self-explanatory. So like, we're not even going to go into those deeply. But I think now we have a, a basic understanding of what a rape is and the different forms of rape. So with that being said, now we're going to go into what's been happening in our society. In in recent (laughs) news, in some news, um, some news has been making the rounds about a popular um, media personality who was accused of rape, but later absolved himself after a large number of people had already given him a judgment based on the court of public opinion. So these people went as far as, okay, so some people blocked him. Everybody did the usual blocking, you know, boycott his products or his whatever he does for society. Mm-hmm. And some people went as far as emailing his university and a lot of other things, really. So what we're going to talk about today is the two sides of a coin that comes with coming out with an accusation of rape like the two sides of the coin that coming out with an accusation of rape presents because there are always two sides to it so in the past week i've had conversations with both omar and ibrahim about the topic and they both explained two very compelling perspectives and omar on one hand believes we need to believe victims and support them once they come out before anything else and ibrahim if i'm right am i right omar am i right yes you are you are are, yes And Ibrahim, on the other hand, believes the accused should always be given the benefit of the doubt. Am I right, Ibrahim? Right, you're correct. Okay, so I came to a resolution of these two points of views. But before I get into that, Ibrahim, can you please explain your point of view on the matter and why 
you t- you have taken this particular stance all right um about giving the victim the benefit of the doubt this uh this this came to me after i i i made my research on about five cases consecutively uh in uh, the past four months, I guess, consecutively, I repeat, um, women in particular came out on media to, you know, I think it was on Twitter, to, to tell the world that this guy has done so, so, so thing. And in all, in all these four or five cases, I didn't see at least one, one of them that, someone stood by the accused okay let's give this person benefit of the doubt okay what if this person didn't do it now why did i say i'm going to stand with the fact that we should give the accused the benefit of the doubt while growing up here and while trying to lay foundation of whatever we want to become in the future some people are already there the struggle the kind of troubles that we go through to to create a face for ourselves, the kind of you know, the kind of sleepless night, those things we all know. The, the 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 public is aware of the, you know, the things you go through to make yourself a being, to to try to live, and you can't you can't allow someone to throw all of this away with a mere tweet, or whatever it is. It could be Twitter, it could be Instagram, it could be Facebook any social media platform, someone sacrificed a lot to be as responsible and be upright with integrity to just watch whole existence <laughs> go in a second in his, in, his, in, his, you know, in his eye because of a tweet, because of what someone said allegedly. So my point now is that I am not saying the victim, whoever comes out, shouldn't find that support. But all I'm saying is, whatever you're going to come out to say, come out with facts. Even if you can't prove that at that certain time, then I honestly feel you should relax till you can prove that or take it to the right court, not media. Because at the long run, I don't see what you're going to gain from that. What what the last thing the, the the most is is going to get ruined? It won't be brought to justice. In fact, because no one can swim on on social media platform. All they do is report his account, um, they, 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 all of that. So, what is the justice you're looking for? Is it to ruin him, or to actually take him, make him, make him, uh, make it impossible for him to do that again? Or her, or whatever it is, because rape doesn't have to do with only male or female. So yes, that that's the point. That's my point. Okay, I understand. So Omar, can you please explain your point of view? Yeah, for sure. My point of view is that first and foremost, the victim should be given support and should be believed first and foremost because it. It's hard as it is for someone to come out and talk about their trauma, talk about what they've gone through. And in as much as 
the reality that there are really false accusations what if this person's accusation what if this person's experience is real you you cannot just shut the person down or badger the person because you doubt it do you get so first and foremost i believe that the victim should be believed and i don't disagree with um giving the accused the benefit of doubt i always want to hear the accused side but this thing about evidence here nobody plans to be raped nobody like you can't like i don't know how to put it into words like you don't plan to be raped so it's it's very hard for you to have evidence if by chance you have you were raped in a place that has like cctv that's evidence but that's a lucky if by chance you message your rapist and he admitted to it via text that's lucky do you understand it's not a hundred percent that you would get evidence for rape but i don't know false accusations in society today have become more prominent and if if the accused proves that he was not there he was not present he he wasn't i mean it's also not easy for the accused because nobody plans to be accused of rape either but <laughs> i mean there this uh, wow <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, <laughs> no but it's like, a very complicated thing do you get but i still firmly believe you should believe you should give you should support the person that comes out with the story for sure yeah okay. all right can i come in yeah yes, definitely. all right um omar as as unlucky as most most uh victims are the fact that you just you just prove uh they can they might not have cameras around or text or that do you know that is how much of being unlucky the accused is because this person can't as well prove the fact that he didn't do it only few only few now uh there are standards that have been put uh that have been set to to make things uh should i say easier or to make things factual if we check uh Europe, I don't know. Are we are we talking about Nigeria or we're talking about the world in general? Uh, we're talking about Nigeria, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. We are. Okay, okay. If we're talking about Nigeria, I believe that our system is failing us with some things in the country. A lot of things. A lot of mm. things, not even some things. Mm. For for example, like example in in Europe, there's something called jury. The court of law. Ah, we've spoken about this. Yes, yes, yes. yes we did talk about this. There's, we're going to talk about it. Or what did you say? Yeah, I said Kama and I have spoken about it, and we are going to talk about this later. But definitely continue. All right. So there is a jury, and I am. I might. I might not be hundred percent correct because I didn't do law, but I feel like the jury is. The jury is there random people from the, from the from the public uh picked 
to come and you know put one and two together because the judge might be sentimental or biased about about the case. Things like this exact example when there's no evidence, the 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 victim can prove herself or himself. At the same time, the accused can prove himself or herself about it. Now, why exactly don't we have a jury in Nigeria? That is my question. It's a big question. That's a very good question. Oh, I think um, having to start a jury system, it, a lot of people wouldn't want that to happen because in Nigeria, judges have a lot of power and they like it that way. Judges are made rich for the fact that there's no jury, so their power goes unchecked, yeah? So they get to like take bribes, make so much money because of that. And people that are trying to rig the law, they're happy with only having to bribe one person so the powers that be would like it to be that way and also for juries to actually function like it actually takes a lot because it takes citizen participation so it takes the whole process of vetting who can be on um every case who has sentimental like attachments to a particular case so those kind of people can't come and then have you noticed that even abroad like when you have the jury you don't see like the hobos on the jury and everything and so because i wanted at first i was thinking that a majority of the country lives below the poverty line it's not someone that hasn't eaten that wants to come and judge another <laughs> person's matter they would judge for everybody to die and that's it there's no truth about it and then you can't even like people are busy everybody a lot of people in the country are living hand to mouth so you can't tell a person don't come to work because like, don't go to work and make a living for yourself because you want to come and judge someone else's matter. So I feel like there's a lot that has to do with it. Like, it's not something that you can say, okay, today we're starting the jury. I feel like it has a lot of systems that have to be in place first for that to be very effective. So it is not impossible. It is not like it's impossible. It just takes a lot of effort. And the, the uh, majority of the effort has to come from the top. And the people that are at the top, are very comfortable with how things are right now so they might not want to put in that effort so i think the people in general need to fight for it like like okay you you guys we actually need a jury system in our country and come out and speak on it and the more people fight for it then the bill can be passed and then they can do the rest from there but people need to know the need of the jury because the thing is first let's start from the fact that majority of nigerians do not know that we don't have a jury system you get you get like a lot of people do not actually know that we don't have a jury system in the country so yes that is something that does need to be put in place in the country but yeah Ibrahim I completely understand what you're saying um let me give you a I I can't say this is a solution but it's what happens like in America for juries how they do jury selection and all of that so it is a this is a part of like your duties as a citizen you know like how yeah. we have to do nysc they have yeah. to do jury duty you have um mm-hmm. jury duty you i don't know how many times a year but let me say for instance it's once a year each person each citizen has jury duty once a year and you come in and both the prosecution and the defense side they vet each person that is there until they get the set number so um being as it's like a law for people to be to have jury duty they their except their exemption from work 
is paid. Like you cannot reduce their pay because they were not there. Do you understand? It is set. It's standard. It's by law. Can I say something? Yeah. Can I say something? What well, that particular one about people working? That's for people that are working for like organizations people, that yes. are giving them a pay. Yeah. And a lot of Nigerians are don't actually fall into that category. Lots of people are actually going to like do business. They're going to work. That they have trades. They are like entrepreneurs. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. They're going to actual like actually do manual labor. That if you don't come and fix this car, you're not going to get your money. It's not about okay. Don't worry. This day the car can't be fixed, but we'll still pay you. You get that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like entrepreneurs. Money. Yeah. So that part. um but i mean something like this particular issue rape yeah yeah i feel like if you have a jury on a rape case you get so many people that would want to be jurors that you can vet and all of that do you get like it's a case that is interesting it's a case that people will go out of their way to want to put inputs like even on twitter i mean twitter is from comfort of your home but i personally believe that if you give nigerians the chance to be jurors on a rape case they you'd have nigerians step forward but then okay sorry no it's fine being as that may it's very possible that most of the jurors will now be feminists i bet you yes but yes but yes, the get... people that would come to speak on these kind of things, they'd be very partial. The reason they want to speak is because they have like personal interests in the matter. They and the jury is number one of all it's things supposed, supposed to be, be unbiased. Oh yeah, impartial. So that's another thing. All right, all right. <laughs> I I I understand everything that you just said, um, both of you. But there's there's another question in what I said that you haven't answered about. What just the social media is going to do for the victim? Oh, okay. Let me answer this one for you. So, social media doesn't do much, yeah. It doesn't do much, but it tends to do more than Nigerian government. Let me tell you why. Rape mm. cases hardly, hardly amount to success. Like, if it's not a clear cut case, like a child was raped convictions are very very rare very rare one due to bribery due to um i said due (laughs) to due to (laughs) lack of interest from the judge or lack of i don't know nigerians there's there's uh, i'm not going all right all right let me can i come in there yes 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 i understand what (laughs) the information you're trying to pass across perfectly but now, if you're justifying me taking my problems to social media because the 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 normal procedure might not work out due to some like things you um, just counted bribery and whatever. Okay, before before I go on, are you justifying that that before I, I misquote you? Are you justifying it? justifying what um going to social taking media. the victim yes taking the matter to social media no no see i know that social media has its problems yeah it has its problems and i would i would tell you my problems with taking your issues to social media but 
at the same time, it is social media or government. And going to court, yeah, you're going to relive that trauma in detail, right? Just for it to mm-hmm. not amount to anything. Because when I tell you it is rare, no matter whose child you are, it is very rare for rape cases to get a conviction. I think as at 2010 or so, I'm not sure if that's still relevant. There were only about four cases, four convicted cases of rape in Nigeria. Only four. Guys, yeah, so you can't, like, how many rapes, how many rapes happen? Happen in a day. Happen in a day. In a day. Not to talk of a year, but how many convictions are there in a year? If it's like excluding children, because when you rape a child, convictions tend to come like easy because it's a child. Yeah, because it's a very clear cut situation. And even when, like, when child is above the age of fourteen, that's it. Even starts to get sticky from there. It is small children. <laughs> it is small children that is clear cut. That person, like the accused, is getting a conviction. Yeah, but from older children, that's when that's when it gets a little sticky. Or for adults, that's when it gets a little sticky. So that is my problem with the Nigerian government. Now, my problem with social media is that after all the talk, the talk, the talk, the talk, the talk, what happens? Mm. Some people, yes, some people will boycott this person. Maybe the person has a large platform. People got it, unfollow, do this, do that. But this person, imagine this person is a comedian. I'm thinking of someone in mind, but let's not get into that. Let's okay, imagine okay, this um, is a comedian. So, yes? sorry, to, um, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you, Ma. There's a twist in, in that. In, there's a twist in that particular side that people don't people don't take note about the social media Hello? thing now okay. if you go to so, okay you go to the social media right you go to social media rather sorry and deception is very easy on social media because most of the people judging it's not like they they studied this particular investigation thing it's not like they know about psychology they know about all these things they're just judging from mere like understanding of every individual how i understand it how you understand it and that that that. the same way it is easy for you to go out as a victim that this thing happened that is the same way they accused even if he did it she did it for real that is how simple it is that that person too can use deception to win exactly to win that public case it could be it could be uh uh, arranged conversations or whatever screenshot and post to just deceive people and when when it happens consecutively that they are accused maybe almost five to six times is winning the case on <laughs> the social media court it starts to become uh mm-hmm. a joke for the actual victims that can't even come out to talk do you yeah, understand yeah. i told i told uh mm-hmm. that i I told her, I said, I will fight for, I don't want to say women alone because guys who are raped these days, I will fight for any victim and do the time, be ready to do the time for it. 
I will stand by that person. But it has been five to six times consecutively in about five months that I've realized that the accused was falsely accused, <laughs> if, if, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. Okay. Yeah. And you're expecting me that I should see the seventh occurrence and still fight. I'll, I'll be I'll be behaving like a fool if, if I'm correct. See, can I say something? Okay, so yeah, can I say something? Okay, sure. Every case, every case is different. If you look at each person as the same person, you're not going to go anywhere. Do you understand? Every mm-hmm. single case is different. You can't say we have to deal with things on a case by case basis. There's not like a rule of thumb that judges everybody. Exactly. But personally, if I got in touch with, if I got in touch with a victim before the victim came out on social media and the victim wants to come out on social media, I personally would tell the person to file a police report first to show how serious you are. Exactly. File a police report first and then um, you can go to social media and do what you, you want to get. I don't know. Social media depending on because it 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 swings either way really it doesn't social media doesn't always support you it doesn't always support the victim it doesn't always support the accused it swings either way but it does give um give a victim the sense of confidence to continue her proceedings if if i come out with my rape story for instance i'm already terrified as it is but i'm i sum up the courage to go to social media if they tear me down there is no way i'm going forward with that case it's not possible but if they lift me up i can go through it to the end do you understand there's there's a good side and a bad side but social media is not a hundred percent do you get but but the, okay, the, so I also want to point out something. Can I quickly say something? Yes. For anyone that doesn't understand, what they're basically trying to say is that, that there are two ends to both sides. If we support the victim, like immediately they come out and everything, it shows like, okay, victims will be supported and everybody should come out and like speak their truth. That like every, like it, sh- it helps embolden other people, other victims to come out and speak them. their truth. But then also, it also emboldens other people that aren't that don't actually go through these things yet. It gives them the mind that yeah, I can come out and lie and falsely accuse someone and I won't go checked, which like hurts the accused because a lot of times in all these situations there's not always enough evidence and there's not always it's enough proof. So that's the two sides of the coins, like the coin that we're facing right now. I just wanted to like put that out there in case anyone didn't understand or follow so yes you guys continue um i have something to read out it's a it's a post that i saw was being shared on instagram and i believe i like i support the post 100 percent. it is from the survivor project at the survivor dot at the dot survivor dot project on instagram it says the do's and do nots when someone publicly shares their survivor story. 
All right. So don't victim blame. Do try your best to create a supportive and judgment-free environment for (laughs) for the survivor. Don't immediately stress the word immediately. Bombard them with questions about the details of the incident. Let me explain this one. Because it is trauma. They went through a trauma. You bombarding the victim with questions immediately could could force not force but could make them not want to um go forward with the story or could make them timid basically so another one is do believe them um don't sympathize with or make excuses for the um assaulter like saying boys will be boys do refer the survivor to um suitable sources of support, e.g., therapy, helplines, NGOs that that help thoroughly investigate um all these accusations and stuff. So yeah, that's the end of the post. But you said you um, what do I <laughs> just continue? That was that was very useful. Right? Very very useful. <laughs> and informative thank you thank you omar so, i want about the equilateral damage that this this um false accusations can also do to the accused the same way you're talking about trauma or depression, whatever links with that. That is the same way. If the accused is not strong enough, they force the accused person to you know. I mean, this person can, uh, we've, we've seen the suicide about, uh, about things that they can't prove that they were not at fault or they didn't actually do it. Now, I have seen, I have witnessed, I've even been there where someone accused uh, what's the right word? Said he did it. It wasn't about rape, but something similar, something very, uh, I mean, big. It was a big deal. The person said he did it because he couldn't prove himself. And this person almost, almost did the time for this. Now, how did we find out through investigation, proper means, procedures, and all of that, we found out that it was forced, deliberately forced accused. And this guy just started crying. Because the only thing he could do was I didn't know how to prove myself. And I had to accept it. So everything dies down. <clears throat> have, you, have you heard about cases like this? Where people accept things that they didn't do. Because they don't even want the noise again. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying, falsely accused or not, if you go on Instagram or you go on Twitter, you tag social person's name, this person did this, this person did that. Do you know, not everyone has that strength to fight the public, to fight the majority that I didn't do this and I'm going to stand up for myself. Some people can as well come online and say they did it or don't even, they don't even have to say just 
whatever do the proper do the time for it or whatever it is and the media will come and that person is very like that what do you think about that don't you think that right procedures like you said omar should be taken before you go online if you do that even myself i'll be able to support that you're ready for what you're saying you're, you've done what you have to do with the government and now you're seeking you're seeking uh, the, the public to give you the support because that goes a long way, right? So my question is, my question is, not listen to any person, someone without the legal procedures first before coming. Should we from today ignore people like that? What do you think? Personally, personally, like I said before, I would always provide support. No matter what you choose to do, whether you you um, go through legal route first or you come straight out on social media, Hello. I would support mm-hmm. 100%. I would. But I would also give advice to seek help through an NGO because these are people that dedicate their time to help investigate to help give you comfort to help therapeutically so i would always refer someone to or a victim to an ngo for instance feminine uh, feminist coalition that's 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 has been the household ngo since ensas it's a great mm-hmm. ngo that would provide actual resources for victims yeah but yeah. personally i would shall believe the person i always like uh, i how do i put it i give the victims benefit of doubt the same way you want me to give um the accused the benefit of doubt i never go and just bash the accused yeah but yeah. i always give the victim um, the benefit of doubt that's where my focus is on because yeah because that like there there's more gravity if it's actually exactly on the part of the victim i feel that i understand that i think um i think you both have like explained your points like explicitly and i think everyone understands both your points of views the solutions i ever wanted to prefer for both of you who have already preferred it for yourselves but it's all good it's all good but still going to go to the solutions so now the solutions the resolutions that came to when listening to both points of view of both Ibrahim and Omar I came up with Omar and I we actually we all came up with these solutions and so everybody said the solution they actually all came up with but yeah um the first solution was the jury system and we already talked about the essential like the need for having juries so that when things aren't like when a person goes to court and the judge is not necessarily impartial or he sympathizes with either the accuser or the um accused there's a jury that can see through that and then it's not just by the books it's not just by the law because the law gives things in black and white and not all these cases are always in black and white which is where the jury comes in yeah so we can always rely on the jury so we need to work on 
like having a jury system in our country that's nigeria and then also i had an idea and i spoke to about it to a couple of people and so i saw the shortcomings of the idea but overall it's still something that would help which is lie detector tests now the shortcoming of lie detector tests are one it isn't admissible in court and what a lie detector test does is it kind of just checks like the things like things in your body as you speak yeah so for instance if a person is asked a question and he feels he's right like if he actually believes that he might not be saying the truth but if he has convinced himself that what he's saying is the truth like in the test it is going to read as it is correct so it is very difficult to pass that i think it's something that was like okay huh it is but like there's still like yes i can now (laughs) okay Yes, it is very difficult, but like there's still like there's still an error. Can, can I say something there? So that is why. Be- but yeah. but you know uh, the way the way they make it seem in movies. <laughs> I mean, ninety eight percent, ninety eight percent of uh, uh of the cases, it's it's actually gonna do its works its work rather without errors. It's not like it's it's not like it is in movies. Yeah, but but because of um, that, something about light detector tests. I understand though. that. Sorry, uh, oops, my bad. <laughs> something about light detector no, tests is that you cannot you cannot give a light detector test to the victim. Reason being, as you're asking them questions, they're reliving trauma, so. The spikes and so yes, their reaction, the their reaction, the exactly the readings. It will, it will exactly. So you can't readings. use that, and that, and also the results of it because of that two percent you spoke about. You said ninety eight percent of times accurate because of that two percent. Lie detector tests aren't admissible in court because of that. So that is so. I was thinking that if the NGOs are the ones that do the test for instance yeah they know the like I don't know how they can work around it whether it, it is that they have to invite the um what's it called now the accused invite the accused or have a therapist in there with the um with the um victim while they're taking the test to kind of work around it so that before anybody even comes out to say before any serious investigation is done they look listen to the story they look at the test and it's like okay can we make a case out of this does this like is this like a viable case like is this something that would hold water when taken to court do you understand so yeah there's that something about the lie detector test though like if if you conduct a lie detector test, for instance, on an accused or you threaten an accused with a lie detector test and they refuse to take it, um, signs indicate that the person is most likely guilty. Someone might have for their, uh, mm-hmm. for their own reasons why they don't want to take a lie detector test, but it does look shady. So me, I personally believe that if yeah. you're if you're um conducting a lie detector test it should be on the accused not on the the 
um what do you call it the victim victim but then but then again the accused if if it's the NGO that is conducting it they've not yet spoken to the accused before they come out with the story so yeah i really mm-hmm. don't know how that would work how far the lie detector test would go true okay but then yes the one the solution that i'm so yes. excited to talk about which is something on my and i came up with <laughs> but you guys you guys should literally have seen us when we we're talking about this it was so much excitement <laughs> we we're bubbling with ideas and so yes i, I was immediately funny how immediately we came up with it i texted the brain and i was like yo <laughs> I, if we just figured something out i was so excited so yes and we really also really like feedback feedback on this like once we say this like we'd love feedback and reviews and then anybody if you think like there are any holes in the solution like please let us know so we could perfect the idea but we thought about something we thought about rape hotlines yeah and so the way everyone knows 911 everyone should have a number that you call for rape now for instance a lot of people can't come out to speak on like right now the problem with people coming out and falsely accusing people and everything how you don't know whether someone is being like falsely accusing an individual or is actually being honest is because they um what's it called they never have enough proof they don't have evidence and so the thing is and they can't get evidence after a certain time because you can't the tests that you do on um victims like the medical tests the checks the semen tests the um, tests for injuries and bruises and everything after a certain period of time you can't do that anymore yeah and the thing is not everybody can go to the hospital immediately happens not everybody even wants to take up the case or start going like wants to make an issue of the case because lots of them are even scared a lot of people are traumatized until way after when they have the confidence to come out and say okay this is what happened but by then there's not enough evidence like a lot of things could have happened between that time and then they come out and they don't have their evidence so anything they say wouldn't be mm-hmm. like hold water especially because there are lots of cases of like false accusations co- go um, coming up these days yeah so Oma and i thought about something you know they're like um personal rape kits yeah but we thought about the fact that it's hard to administer a rape kit like on yourself like a test kit on yourself so we said okay how about we have NGOs like NGOs that are into this that they dedicate their time to do this yeah they have a hotline where you call and you get to take a test you get to have a doctor covertly come meet you at any location you want and they come in certain um vehicles that it's like a mini bus or a mini truck or a mini van that's there's space at the back for you to quickly do your test and then your results will be kept for you now the results of these tests which is the sperm test and the bruise check are kept filed for you you do not have to act on it you don't have to file yeah. a report you don't have to do anything until you are ready but your evidence yeah. is for kept you. there for you so whenever you're ready to come out you can now come and say okay this is my evidence you can go and request for it but that service is there for you because the thing is um i think the semen doesn't last you can't test the semen in the body again after like 12 hours or so yeah Am I uh, right? it's around 12 hours yes between 12 to 24 hours exactly 
So it needs to be done on time. And not everybody can go to the hospital in that time. Nobody, not everybody has anyone around to help them take the test. So they're going to be on-call doctors coming with these kids and testing people. So people, and so I also thought about something, Omar. I think mm-hmm. I forgot to tell you that. Like, even if, like, the doctors are in place in, like, the um, NGO's headquarters, because they have to be able to reach um, mm-hmm. different places in the country or, like, in the state or wherever it starts from in time so there would be at like central hospitals like there would be a like minivan with a doctor on call at certain hospitals like key hospitals like in central environments that okay oh if there's one at i don't know where it's central in abuja but in lagos like let's say, <laughs> let's say there's like um, one in Aja side and then there's one in the Bia Ikoi side so you know that okay everywhere within it's like range or jurisdiction within six hours yes. Or, yes in a short period of time once they've gotten the call they can come immediately and meet you at any location you want and it's not if the bus the um um, vehicles are going to be so covert like they're not going to have huge signs on it or anything like an ambulance so nobody actually knows Yes, it's very secretive and everything. Nobody actually knows. Call you, give you the um, what's it called, the plate number, like an Uber. Jiget, mm-hmm. you don't know. It's and if you know, you know, kind of thing. And your information is kept there. So whenever you're ready to come out, because now we can't fix the issues that have happened in the past with people that mm-hmm. have these issues that they don't have evidence now. But we can work on something for the future for people because these things are going to keep happening. So what can we do to help? Okay. So an essential thing for all these things we've talked about with juries and the rape hotlines, a major thing is above mm-hmm. all awareness for the above two to work. We can't fix the things that have happened in the past, as I said, but we can work towards fixing things in the future. So we need to inform people, like especially the younger people, a lot of people, everybody, we need to inform them that, okay, there is this number and then there's this service that can be provided for you. Call this number. It needs to be like, the fact that a lot half of Nigeria has not traveled yet, everybody knows nine one one. It needs to be like that. It needs to be as hot as nine one one. Everybody needs to know this so that you know that once this happens, call on these people and they've got you. You understand? Yeah. And so whether it's now like after that, they cannot. They tell you, do you want to take your case up? If you say no, fine. Do you think like you? Do you want to speak to somebody? Do you need want like someone to talk to? Do you get? You have those options. And then you can deal with it however you want to, as covertly as you want to, or as loudly as you want to. Mm-hmm. Get. But people are coming out with evidence these days. So I think that that will also, like, we, like, it will give strength to victims to come out because they know that, okay, well, if you're coming out, like, your stuff is legit. Yeah, you There's can a chance for you. Confidence, mm-hmm. yeah, that, okay, this is my proof. Yeah. And then also, it also, like, gives people, like, all these actual these um what's it called these rapists the fear that you know what this can actually happen these people can actually mess mm-hmm. you up and like there is nothing you can do about it you get so it puts that fear in them so i think it kind of balances out the two sides of the coin that we were talking about mm-hmm. if we have that in place it's something that is very resource intensive capital intensive but it yeah. is not impossible yeah if we can integrate it to our normal life, it just needs a lot of people to come out about it and say that, okay, yo, this is a viable idea. 
this is something we need to all work on and then people need to put out funds together and we'll have philanthropists anybody yes. just do the bit they can the awareness will be for people to know the reason for it and also to be able to give to the cause mm-hmm. yeah so yes that's the idea. i mean i i i, I, I really like that idea because i, like- I mean it is possible it is possible. There's, there's something I yeah. there's, there's something I feel like we, we have this kind of conversation, you know, we don't know who's listening. Uh, I feel like there might be out there that's not a criminal already, just thinking about it, have intentions to listening to this and you have the intention to rape someone. I know most likely mm-hmm. what you're thinking about is it makes you more powerful. You have the power to do it and that person can't do anything. It doesn't make you powerful. Uh, it's not an achievement. It's, it's nothing. It doesn't make you better than It doesn't make you. Exactly. It doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you better. In fact, it makes you the weakest. Weaker. Yes, you can't control you yourself. You <laughs> You can't control yourself. It's sad. So that's that's just it. I feel stresses me out. I don't want to think about this. And also, also, if you're thinking about accusing someone falsely, let me tell you, you deserve you deserve the same punishment that a rapist deserves because. You yes, are doing definitely. the same thing. You are ruining someone's life. You are ruining someone's life. Mm-hmm. You're making them. You're making them For live sure. with something that they don't deserve to live with. So you deserve the same punishment. And if you are caught in a lie, you are caught. For sure, and you're also, and you're also, sorry, you're also trivializing the issue for people that have actually been through that trauma making it harder for more people to come out deserve the worst yeah so you actually do deserve the worst to be honest you do but as you were saying (laughs) but yeah i i I believe that they deserve the same exact punishment you're i can't even i really can't I don't I don't even understand how girls will see I mean obviously it's not just girls that get raped but how will you see what people are going through you hear what people are going through and you yeah, open you your have mouth, friends, you raise your you shoulder and say that this happened to me when it did not happen to you what because of petty beef that you had with this boy when it didn't happen. or because of attention or be- come on really and then another thing is another thing is if you do do something like that you clearly don't respect your friends and the people around you even if you don't want to respect yourself you don't respect the people around you because the people around you are trusting what you say they're trusting your word of mouth they're sympathizing with you they're saying okay this is our friend and this happened to her we're going to support her we're going to fight her not knowing that (laughs) you're a dirty liar not knowing that you're a criminal so you're disrespectful Expecting your own friends too, and so, you know it destroys no. it destroys the platforms of people that help other people come out. Look at look at how mm-hmm. I want to call her the the handle, but this person that just came out on Twitter, she aided someone. She aided 
a supposed victim in telling her story. And yeah, finding out that the story was false. You've taken away her platform. So a lot of exactly is coming to You're her. taking away her platform to help other people, to help real victims. It's not right, fam. All right, I have another question. All right. Okay. What should happen to someone who falsely accused another person of rape? Oh yeah. Oh, we already said that the he's, person he's being logged out. Same punishment. Oh yeah, you kind of disconnected for a bit. But yeah, we said that the person deserves the same punishment as the um punishment that a person that like rapes a person. Like, oh, the oh same all right, thank you. I got dis- disconnected for a while. I didn't. I didn't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But. But yeah, for sure, they deserve the same punishment because I, I mean, it's such an evil thing to do, and we're just talking about the different like reasons why it is evil, the different people it affects, and it's just it's just wrong, like in every type of way, for real. So yes, I think we're about to come to an end. But yes, please Nigerians, please let's have an understanding. Statutory rape, acquaintance rape, date rape, gang rape. Spousal rape, child rape, rape by deception. Rape by deception is rape too. Let me, because I think I do know that they are saying this um, acquaintance rape is the most common. Like this rape by deception, that is actually the one. That is the one. Because I mean, I don't think I don't think people realize. That's the thing. I don't. I don't. I don't think people realize. It is, please, my people. It is. So yeah, does anyone else have anything to say? Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Because we're about uh, to I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you address those those uncles and and aunties. Do you address them? <laughs> those those <laughs> those uncles Which that one? carry that carry their nieces and whatever sort. That... Evil. Oh, <laughs> it's evil. I feel no. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me not tell you guys like the ones that do that. If, if I don't, don't, I don't even want to say if you are listening. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Your ear can catch fire. Don't listen to me. But anyone that is doing that, I genuinely feel like you that you disrespect, like you abuse the power given to you to care for someone. Yeah, this is your family. Let's start from fact that it's incest. Mm. One. Let's start. So the the things that you used to go to jail for their parents. Child there's abuse. incest. One. Child there's abuse. child abuse. Two. Like the, like like like. There's pe- you are three. Oh. Let's go there. You're literally predating. You're, not a You're an animal. You're an exactly exactly. It doesn't even make sense. And so it is so. And especially because like this child mm. is so clueless you take you snatch the innocence it, from a child like, oh god some of them actually kill these children because their bodies are not developed yet what would you say is your problem because and, and another thing i do want to point out and i think we all forgot to say it is never and i mean never never victims fault never. i don't care what she's wearing where she was how she was acting it is never because because time after time we have 
seeing that it is not about what the person wears because we see hijabi exactly. girls getting the same treatment as people that are wearing their shorts and tank tops we see little children getting the same treatment this rape as women that are fully developed so it is not it has nothing and to everything do with to do victim. with the want nothing of power so people this need want to... this craving of power and exactly <laughs> And so when and another thing is when a victim comes out, I do I feel like Nigerians do something that they base the value of an individual or like uh, the value of an individual is based on that person's moral compass or where the individual mm-hmm. stands on their moral compass. If, for instance, now a woman is raped, a church uh, like a woman in the choir, for instance, is raped, it's, it will be the held like high, like like in higher esteem than if a sex worker is raped and i mean not like oh she had sex and didn't get paid like if she was already a sex she was like raped mm-hmm. like genuinely raped people will still be like oh it wasn't she doing it before is that not what she wanted to do they miss the point that this is not about what the person was right. doing before or how they were this is plain and simple they did not consent mm-hmm. They didn't consent to this action and you still did it either way. So it is not about the person where the per- person like what the person weighs on your moral compass or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? An individual, whatever they do, whatever the, the way they live their life is still like like their lives, it's still an individual that needs to be accorded their rights as a human being, which includes their right to consent. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh finally on this topic, I, I saw something a few days back on Instagram. Uh, no, yeah, it was Instagram. Uh, some men were tweeting on, of course, on Twitter <laughs> that <laughs> they were tweeting that a raped woman is damaged goods. Oh, oh my god, uh, it triggers. Did you, did you see it that triggers. one? It's so triggering to hear stuff like that. It triggers because. They they behave as if it was her choice. It hurt me so badly that I was wondering how someone would sit behind the keyboard and type that. My God, when I this is why I had to leave Twitter because so many things just trigger me. Like people. So I just I just I just want you guys to reaffirm to those to 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 women that are fall victim of such a thing that they are still very valuable in fact invaluable they're very special and they still have the respect even more they have have more respect than it happened before it happened to them because they are survivors they They are strong strong. they are yeah exactly exactly i think I also want to say that you guys, victims, all alike, male, female, you're not damaged. Like he said, reaffirming you, you are not damaged. You're beautiful. You are a complete person worthy of value, Mm -hmm. respect, and everything you deserve in life. And whatever that does not define you, it's not a a reflection Mm. of who you are or your value. It is not. And you should never take it like that, no matter what anybody tries to tell you. And also, something I learned from this um, recent rape incident that, uh, well, the alleged rape incident and the false accused, the false accusation and everything, something Ibrahim taught me was, um, when a person comes out to say something, yeah, we can show support to the victim and everything. But um, one thing I do know is, except news is confirmed, 
uh, except when it's completely sure, like like something an investigation has been done exactly. and things have been fact checked. Let us like people are very quick to repost, share things, say their opinions. Like I feel like until things have been verified, we should try as much as possible not to like share. We share information that we're not. <laughs> Don't sure give Nigeria government the the parts regulate social media. <laughs> Yeah, because after all, they're going to be like, you know, they need to regulate mm. social media because they keep mm. spreading false news. That's just something they will hold on to. So I feel like, and Instagram has done their part in trying to fact check, you know, even though sometimes it's inaccurate. Like when they were telling us SARS wasn't really happening, I mean, but a lot of times it is accurate. So they actually tell you, like, verify, is this information real? Is it legit? So I feel like people need to do that before, like, resharing and reposting and putting things out there. Like, actually confirm, like, is this actually legit, 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 before you put it out there? Okay? So I think, yeah, I think that's about it for me. Oma, do you have anything um, else to say? No, I think that's about it. Oh, I do, I do, actually. Okay. This I is do. 2021. Okay. 2021, a whole okay. new year. Can we please? <laughs> that's right. Please, if someone is confirmed to be an actual rapist, like it's confirmed news, it's confirmed gist, can we please mm-hmm. take away the person's platform? The reason why I say this is because if this person remains, if this person still has a platform, other people will look at this person and say, nothing was done to this person this person did not suffer consequences so this person is still like like i can do the same thing basically yeah therefore i can do the same if thing. this person is confirmed mm. it is verified <laughs> that this person keyword confirmed. is a rapist or an abuser man he doesn't deserve followers he doesn't deserve a platform he i said he the person he doesn't deserve because it can be a girl can i can i come in there yes you can all right um as much as uh my inner self would want to follow you even go to the person's house and break everything but okay uh there is a reason why the court of law won't seize someone like some someone like that's uh property if they are going to i think what's the right word if they are going to if they find him guilty they are not going to take everything away mm-hmm. from from him he's just going to do his time there's a reason for that it's because whatever time they do 14 years 17 years i don't really know it is to give them the uh, opportunity that they could have changed and come back to meet something you cannot you cannot take to be everything reformed. away from this person because no matter what that person is, there's still the fact that there's room he's for a him. being and whatever happens, if they find the person, the person guilty, the person should have the right to come back to those things. See, do you know what I believe? Yeah, okay. I believe that if if you have a platform and you are truly repentant when you come out of jail, you can build that platform back ah, based on your... Oh my, no, I, no, no. Exactly. I'm, I'm not going to agree Which with that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to agree with that. If you have your girl from scratch again, 
it's not it's not everybody that will follow you back you. or trust if if someone is in known but you can say followers exactly someone will look at you and say this person changed if they can see yeah this person did their time if you cannot prove to me that you've changed there's no way i'll believe that you've changed but like indirectly indirectly you're saying they should take life Mm -hmm. away from such a person in that i said i said no no why not say people i'm not saying these they're good let me me tell you something let me tell you something let let me tell you something chandanaya omar um it could be social media to you. Okay. I'm not even. I'm right now. I'm not talking about the importance of social media in a person's life. That's not what I'm trying to talk about. But I'm saying, you indirectly, maybe as well as go and kill the person because if you're telling me that he should start or she should start her life beginning, strange. But do you know that's what people do? Okay, like, no, but... fresh out of prison. They have to build up again. And it's part of the punishment. Exactly. When people have been incarcerated, they can't even get, like, jobs You have anymore, to prove like, yourself in society. You it's have to part prove of yourself the punishment. before you can get a job. Again about, if they give someone 40 years, <laughs> what's the social media useful for? <laughs> I just, I just, uh, like, my whole point is just that, the, the um uh, this is what I'm talking about, China. Omar. That's just what I'm about. social media. What what sort? I, I I don't really mind. They should drag the person. I'm just talking you about know, right the, the 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 main justice system. How how the victim is going to get justice? That's just my point. The actual justice and chase that yes, perpetrator away from the streets where they can do it all over again. Exactly. Yeah, most importantly, yes, I get you. Um, <laughs> so I Jenny, I feel like we actually have talked about like everything. Like we've done justice to this topic. Like I'm, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Are you guys satisfied? Can I add one last thing? Yeah, definitely. let me, let me, let me, okay, let me get sure, it out. Um, a person's status, yeah, does not determine whether the person mm-hmm. is a good person or not. Like yes, um, a person might be known and loved by everybody, but it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that this person is a saint. It doesn't mean that this person is above mm-hmm. sin. It doesn't mean God that bless this person you for is above this, <laughs> this is a normal human being, just like the rest of us. Except this person, if this person is accused of a perversion, you don't say it did not happen because you like the person. And, uh, Come on. Do, do you You're know? not that person. Please, sorry. sorry. That person. Um, excuse me. Um, see, we don't have to apologies. Do you know Omar just, <laughs> just indirectly supported my my own side of the coin? Because if you if you take, How as so? a victim, if you take such a case to, 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 to social media, most people would judge if, if 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 it happened between someone and the the accused the accused is like famous or whatever with um most people or okay, I shouldn't say most I shouldn't conclude but this percent of the people will follow that person this person can do this this person can do that so I'm just trying to say social media is not the solution for you that's what I'm saying. That's my point. So I think indirectly, 
you assisted me in proving that. Yeah, yeah. Then you can turn <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Is everybody okay? Yes, now? Are we okay? I'm Okay. <laughs> okay, no problem. On that note, um, okay, do you guys, okay, we, I think we've already said everything. Um, on that note, I'd like to say thank you for listening. Oh, you guys, your social media like platforms, please, please tell us like your names on Instagram, Twitter, whatnot, everything. All right. So my Instagram there. name is Jose Omar. Like I said. I've taken away my Twitter because Twitter is a toxic, <laughs> toxic place. But you can no follow me on Instagram. I just say Omar. Right, mine is yeah. Brian Nias. I might spell that out. I B R E J I M N I Y A W S underscore. That's it on Instagram. Twitter, I'm not really active on there. I'm sorry. It's toxic, like Omar said. I'm. <laughs> Okay, y'all already know me. You know the vibes, Naya the XX. Um, yeah. So, um, and follow the Off the Record podcast page. Most importantly, I really appreciate when people review, give me reviews and feedback. I would love it so much. And please share on your stories, repost. You know, do whatever you need to tell your friends, <laughs> the friend to tell the friend to tell their enemy. Please, like. We're here for you. Like I do this for you. Like I, like, you guys, we are recording on the, <laughs> the first thing we're doing in 2021, making an episode for you guys. I mean, I mean, consider our efforts. So yes, have a lovely year. Lots of love from these ends to you guys, and take care of your mental health. Okay, like I mean, that's overall that's what's very yeah. important. So yes. Yeah, okay, so happy on that, year, bye. bye guys. Happy, happy New Year. year. Bye.